0: Hello and welcome back to How About That Crypto. You are watching your daily crypto news and updates with your host, Bitcoin Stylist on Twitter and Bitcoin Hairstyles on Instagram. I am here Monday through Friday and I explain Crypto and Web 3 while keeping you up to date on all the latest. Today's news stories are, Joe Biden's executive order for crypto is here, but it hasn't been released yet. Janet Yellen accidentally released her response to it and I have the details before the president drops it. Also, Ukrainians are embracing Bitcoin for purchases. And are NFTs the new war bonds? Everyday people can now pick a side and finance war. Not just banks, countries, and rich folk. This is pretty crazy. What does all this mean? I will explain it all. If you like the content or you don't like the content, please let me know by leaving a comment below. Please like, subscribe, and if you're listening on podcasts, please give me five stars and follow. If you're listening, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe and click the notification bell. It helps support the channel. It doesn't cost you anything. And just to be clear and litigious, this is not financial advice. This is for entertainment purposes only. Now, let's get into it. If you've been watching, I, <clears throat> you know I have been talking about the executive order for Biden for weeks now. A, I guess a Russian invasion in a war that's going to be a little distracting and and uh, so I guess that's why I didn't come out and I all my prayer my prayers do go out to all those involved in the Ukraine conflict I hope this is over soon but it doesn't look like it's going to be the executive order will probably be coming today Janet Yellen the Treasury secretary released her response <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> Release her her statement on the executive order. But it seems like a little too soon because it was taken down, but someone caught it and archived it beforehand. So the centralized banking is showing its cracks. Oh, sorry, that's not, that's another story. Okay, so the order was taken, uh, the the statement by Jenny Yellen was taken down and I have it here. So let's show you that right now. And if you're listening on podcast, you can, you can just um, click the link below and uh, follow along with us. Now, you also don't have to, but because <clears throat> I'm gonna read it and update update you all right now. So you can probably see it now, let's see. Cool, all right. Okay, so statement by Secretary of Treasury Janet Yellen on President Biden's executive order on digital assets from the U.S. Department of Treasury. Basically, as I've indicated in the past, if you've been paying attention, sources close to the matter have said it's going to be an order directing the government agencies to work together to figure this out. So there's nothing to be excited about, but there's also nothing to be concerned about. Although I guess it's a little exciting that we're finally going to get this ball rolling because we've been waiting for this. So I have a little highlighted section here under the executive order. Treasury. treasury will partner with interagency colleagues to produce a report on the future of money and payment systems we'll also convene the financial stability oversight council to evaluate the potential financial stability risks of digital assets and assess whether appropriate safeguards are in place and because the questions raised by digital assets often have important cross-border dimensions we'll work with our international partners to promote robust standards and a level playing field Also, I got one more piece of information. So basically, this is saying what I just said. It says like, hey, we're going to work together with other agencies and we're going to figure it out and, you know, what's good, what's bad. And then that way they can figure out how to regulate it. Now, the most important part of this whole thing, in my opinion, is as we take on this important work, we'll be guided by consumer and investor protection groups, market participants, and other leading experts. So that's good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad that there are non-government agencies and groups that will be working with the government. What are your thoughts on this? Next story. Yeah, I mean... So before I jump into the next story, what are your thoughts on this? You know, do you think that this is going to end up as a positive thing? Or do you think that they're going to do all their research, even, you know, ask part market participants and decide something that's going to hurt crypto or your, you know, investments? If you have any, do you think it's going to help the industry kind of get its feet under, back underneath of it and get up and start running? Uh, tell me what you think. Leave a comment below. Next article, Bitcoin Magazine reports, Ukrainians embrace Bitcoin for daily purpose- purchases. The report by NYDIG in their February report highlights how Ukrainian military support continues its influx by the millions as Russian Bitcoin transactions rise. So you can see the article on the screen. If you're f- listening on podcasts, you can click the link below. $57 million have been donated for military support in Ukraine as of March 4th. Russian Bitcoin transactions have increased as the Bitcoin-Ruble pair trades $62 million, but it does not seem to have affected price. Bitcoin is up roughly 9% for the month of February, coming back from the January dip and separating itself from other risk on assets. So we have a ton of money is being donated to the Ukraine through crypto. Uh, we also have... Russia, people in Russia are using, are are swapping out ruble for Bitcoin at a rate of $62 million. And Bitcoin is separating itself from risk on assets. So now it is performing as if it was a hedge against crisis and inflation. Of course, this is one month, but this is a big crisis. And this is like a major crisis. We saw in the crisis of the pandemic, a ton of money went into crypto. And Bitcoin, and guess what? Bitcoin hasn't gone down. It hasn't gone below 28 dollars $30,000, which is much higher than where it started before the pandemic. And now it's hovering somewhere between thirty-five and $45,000 right around there. So it's maintaining its value. And now it's up 9% in light of the Russian conflict. So this is not financial advice. I'm just pointing out some of these things. Ukraine's national bank has suspended foreign foreign exchange markets, limited cash withdrawals, and prohibited fiat digital platforms like Venmo and PayPal. So you can see that the centralized banking system that we all rely on right now in events of crises will limit your ability to get your money, move it around, and use it for your purposes and the things that you want. So here we go. As the invasion continues, NYDIG discussed the theories of Russian purchasing of Bitcoin as a way of skirting sanctions to skirt sanctions, saying the since the invasion began through March 4th, the Bitcoin ruble pair has traded $62 million in volume on Binance, Russia's dominant crypto exchange. While the market cap of Bitcoin has increased by 75 billion, they conclude this with there, these are not comparable numbers. So 64 million dollars of, of trading volume is happening uh between the bitcoin and ruble, but the market cap of bitcoin has increased by 75 billion. So that would imply that that what's happening uh with Russia, they are not using it. To skirt sanctions. Now Bitcoin is also up 9% in February making a deviation from the norm as other risk on assets approach negative territory. As a matter of fact, Bitcoin is outperforming gold right now, which is typically the, the r- risk uh, the haven for during a crisis, especially during war. Now, this is an incredible testament to Bitcoin. I would say it's super bullish. Of course, this is not financial advice. What are your thoughts? Do you think that this is a good sign? Do you think this is just a coincidence? You know, the truth is crypto and Bitcoin move up and down. They're very volatile. This could be a coincidence, but it doesn't seem like it's a coincidence. We're reporting the news on a regular basis, so the timeline is pretty condensed. You know, will we look back on this time and say, I wish I bought Bitcoin or I'm glad I bought Bitcoin. What do you think? What are you doing? Tell me. I'm going to continue on to our next and final story. This one is fascinating. This story is literally crazy. I cannot wait to hear your thoughts on this. Artnet News reports, as members of the crypto community rally behind Ukraine, NFTs have suddenly become 21st century war bonds. Around 22 million in crypto has been raised to help Ukrainians buy arms and supplies, including more than 3 million through NFTs. NFTs have become a tool for the art community to support Ukraine, both military and humanitarian efforts. Historically, countries would issue wartime bonds to finance their military. Sometimes they would be in the form of stamps, stamps, food stamps, postal stamps. These are marketed to appeal to a moral conscience, not very different than what's going on with NFTs. Now, that means that you basically... Well, I'll get into that in a second. One Russian artist lights her passport on fire. I got a little picture of that. And like I said, if you're listening on podcasts, you can check that out. So this is a Russian artist who is burning her her passport, Russian passport. She lights it on fire and says she will sell the clip as an NFT to raise money for Ukraine. And I have a little quote from her that I thought was fascinating. Here we go, Where is it? there it is. Okay, so the crypto, our pioneer, all of is, no, that's it. I believe as an artist, I have a responsibility to capture the essence of our times, push boundaries and search for deeper meanings. After burning my passport, I guess I am now officially a citizen of the metaverse, which I wasn't expecting the metaverse to come in on this, but it definitely just did. So anyway, moving on, the Ukraine DAO, a decentralized autonomous organization, which is basically it's a co-op or like think of like a condo building. They have bylaws. There are rules that govern the common areas uh, and who can who can live in it in a co-op. It can say who can live, who can whatever. So with all these rules, you can't live in a condo and say or a co-op and say, I'm not going to follow these rules because you have to actually sign and agree to those rules when you purchase into that property. Property. So it does. it is a code of conduct. So these, these laws are coded into the protocols of a DAO. They'd, and token holders usually have some sort of say, just like a co-op or a condo board or a homeowners association, you could vote on changes. Now, this one was specifically created by a Russian feminist punk rock group called uh, Pussy Riot. And they do punk rock music. You can check them out. And they are also Russian. So you can see how many Russian people are protesting against their government and raising money for Ukraine. And this kind of goes to my story yesterday, where I said that there are calls and actions to restrict, ban, and freeze assets by ordinary Russian citizens, even though there has been no sanctions against it. What do you think about that? I really want to know what you think about that. Moving on. This Dow has raised 4.6 million US dollars in Ethereum. 100% goes to Ukrainian military and families. The Dow has an NFT of a Ukrainian flag and you can buy in. And they're using a platform which breaks the NFT into multiple pieces. So basically it's kind of like, it's kind of like if you go on on to buy stocks these days, and you can't afford one share of Google, you can buy you know a ten percent of a share. You know you can buy a hundred dollars worth of Google. Well, this is similar, where you can buy fractional shares of the NFT. So it, or sorry, of the Ukrainian flag of this piece of art. So you get you get a certificate saying you own a, a fraction of this of this piece of art. And when you buy in, you own a fraction. It's a form of a war bond. And it raises all the sales and the proceeds go to help support military and humanitarian efforts. Now, something I just want to say real quick, when I think of a bond, so a formal, I don't see a return though. So is, how is it a bond? I don't know. Like, I think it's an interesting thought. And I'm sure that if someone wanted to, Say like create a DAO or or some sort of or some sort of protocols or blockchain to say by owning this crypto and staking it you can collect a return and by keeping it in there you know you're promised a certain amount of money I don't know but that's not what's happening these the people I see it more as a certificate of donation and uh, there's no. But there's no write offs for this. This is specifically because you want to support the people of Ukraine. So you buy the NFT, the money goes to support them. And you in return, you get this certificate, you get this piece of art, etc. So I got another piece here. While cryptocurrency and NFTs can be used to help Ukraine with digital war bonds and fast-track payments, it can also be used by rogue states to circumvent sanctions. In 2014, for example, the crypto research agency Elliptic found that pro-Russian separatists in Crimea were using crypto to avoid sanctions placed on them. According to Jesse Powell, the head of research at Elliptic, it may not be possible to track, much less freeze the accounts of Russian clients. That's a very interesting thing. And the fact that he's saying that it can't, it's can't, can't happen. But then again, it's like all these CEOs are saying we're not going to do it. However, I also reported yesterday that a handful of South Korean exchanges are targeting any accounts that come from Russian IP addresses and any wallets associated with Russia. So this sounds like a conflicting report. You know, what do you think about all this? I would like to know your thoughts and uh, yeah, please share with me. Uh, a bond, in my understanding, you get an investment for a return. It sounds like you're getting a collectible, saying that you invested in the war. Maybe one day these things will be worth something. You know, maybe someone will want to own a piece of this. You know, maybe Ukrainians that survived this war, uh, depending on how it goes, I guess, will want a piece of this. I'm not saying that you should you should support you should you should support a cause to get something back. I'm just saying the 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 article was a little clickbaity, but. It it also wasn't, you know. I did a little bit of research and found that during World War One, World War Two, we, uh, the U.S. sold sold stamps, and you by buying a stamp for a lot higher than what the stamp was was worth, you know, in terms of using it for postal or for food, then you were actually donating to the cause and you got that in return. So I'm just keeping an open mind reporting on various angles. Tell me what you think. I'd love to hear from you. Please leave me a comment below. Please like and subscribe. It helps support the channel. It doesn't cost you anything. And I will see you all tomorrow. Hoddle on.